I'm glad you're with me today as we continue our study of what it really means to have genuine faith. Our topic is choosing to believe, really believe. And that means to take God at his word. And we talked about yesterday, a genuine faith always starts with God and his word. You see, God gives us his word. God gives us his promise. God gives us his truth. And then we have a a choice to make. We have to decide if we're going to choose to say yes to God's word and say yes to God and believe him and step out on faith. But secondly, genuine faith also stands on God and his promises. You see, faith stands on facts alone. Faith is not some stab in the dark. It's not some jump uh, off the cliff without not knowing where we're going to land. Now, certainly we don't know the future. We don't know all around the corner of life. I don't mean that, but what I mean is there is a basis upon which we base our faith. Faith is not insanity. Faith is not stupidity. Faith is not foolishness. Faith is based on God's word. Abraham talked about in hope against hope, he believed God. Well, now hope here is not the word we use for hope. When we say hope, I hope it doesn't rain today. Or I hope I can make it over to your house tonight. That simply means I might, it could, it's a possibility. But hope here means absolute certainty. It's not whistling in the dark. It means overwhelming confidence. Abraham is overwhelmingly confident that he will see God make him the father of many nations. Why? Not because he's deserving, not because he's worthy, not because he's great, but because who God is. God gave him the promise. He didn't come up with it. It wasn't his idea. How could Abraham be so sure? Uh, but the Bible says, according to his faith, which he had spoken, so your descendants be. In other words, because he believed God, he got confident. God told him, he believed it, he got confident. He had God's word. If you believe God's promise, for example, let's say that you have sinned against someone and you wronged them. The Bible says that if you confess your sin, God will forgive you. Do you believe that promise? The Bible says if you go to them and ask forgiveness, that you'll be back right with God. So if we believe that, we do that, and then it happens. God forgives us, and we're back right with him. Take your finances. So many people say, well, I can't give a tithe or a tenth. I can't afford to do that. Well, friend, do you believe God? God says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, and I will and prove me, and, and see if I don't do what I say I'll do. I'll take care of you. I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. I'll meet your needs. And I found that to be true over and over again across many years of tithing. God meets my needs. He doesn't necessarily meet all my wants, but he didn't promise to do that. So simply believing what God says and acting on it, that's so important, standing on his promises. You see, that's facts. The facts are there. If we believe the facts and act on it, God works. Abraham was sure of God's promises too for two reasons. God said it. Now that was really the key. If God says it, I believe it, that settles it. That should be our motto in life. Because you see, if God said it, then that's, that's the truth. It's marked down forever. It's not going to change. But also, God is able to perform what he said. Now see, my kids could say to me when they were growing up, Dad, do this, and I say I would do it. And I would really try to do it, but maybe I failed to do it. Maybe I forgot to do it. Maybe I just didn't do it. You see, because I said I would do it was not an absolute certainty that I would do it because I was human and I was frail. But when God says he will do it, there's absolute certainty 
that he will do it. You can be sure about it. So God told Abraham he's going to be the father of many nations. But he's an old man and he has no kids. He says, well, will I have to use one of the sons of Eliezer, my slave, or, or somebody like that who's born in my house? Uh, and God said, no, you and Sarah will have a child. But it was hard. Sarah especially had trouble believing his wife. And so she came up with an idea that she would give him her slave girl, Hagar. And he could have sex with Hagar. And Hagar would bear a child. And then they would, that child would, would be their heir. That child would be the father of the nation. But except that wasn't God's plan. God never said that. God told them he would take care of it because he promised now, Abraham and Sarah finally realized that God meant what he said and said what he meant, and so they believed what he said. Abraham developed an assurance and a certainty. Now, that's not found on, founded on feelings. You can't feel your way to great faith. You have to believe your way to great feelings. And everything about this all said no. You see, the facts where God says you're going to have a child... God says you're going to be the father of a great nation. But everything about Abraham's life and the situation and the circumstances said that can't happen. But it's not based on the situation. See, it's based on who God is. Abraham was 100. His wife was 90. And his name Abraham meant father of many, or Abram. But God said I'm going to could change that because Abram felt the ridicule of that name. He's supposed to be the father of many. He has no kids. And, and uh, people looked at him and said, wonder why people named you that. And, but he was, God was going to change his name to Abraham, which means the father of multitudes. Not just the father of many, but the father of multitudes. Genesis 17, 5. See, an old man gave birth with his wife to a child. An angel declared to, to Abraham this this question, is anything too difficult for the Lord? Genesis eighteen fourteen. Abraham gave glory to God because he believed the promise. Don't look at your faith or count how weak it is. Look at the promise and God and count how able he is. Then you will experience the answer. So genuine faith stands on God's promise. Also genuine faith steps out in spite of obstacles, believing what God has said. Now, faith faces problems. Now, don't, don't expect that if God, in his promises, in his word, that if you follow them and if you believe them and if you step out on them, that everything's going to be easy and hunky-dory and never any problems and you're not going to ever face any difficulties. Certainly you will. You'll face many difficulties, many obstacles, and many problems along the way, but that's not the point. Notice some of the problems Abraham had. First, his own body. He contemplated his own body, verse 19 says, and it was as good as dead. Sexually, he was lifeless. That's what it means. Sexually, he was dead. He had no power to, to have a child, to father a child. He admits that. He knows that. But God knows that too, and yet God made him the promise. And he said he's the God who gives life to the dead. He will give life to Abraham sexually, and he will be able to father a child. He believes because God said so and because God could do what he could not do. Also, his second problem was Sarah's womb. She was 90 years old. Sarah's womb was dead. It was not only 90, but she was barren. She had never had a child. She was 
physically incapable of bearing a child. And that yet this does not cause their faith to waver or stagger or, or stop, but they just believed God and took him at his word anyway. And because of this, they, God answered. Now, they had their moments. Sarah, when she first heard that she was going to be a mother, laughed because it seemed so silly, so foolish, so impossible. But God taught them the truth about faith. So faith is believing what God says. Faith is standing on what God says. Faith is stepping out to act on what God says. So I want to ask you, do you really believe God? Would you step out and act on what he says, his promises, his truth? Do so today, and life will become an adventure and a blessing. God bless you. Have a great day.